0: Welcome to Missionary Roundtable with your host, Cale Horvath. Welcome back, everybody, to Missionary Roundtable, the podcast all about the Great Commission and seeing the gospel get to all ends of the world. My name is Cale Horvath. I'll be your host. I'm a pastor and a missionary. And man, it's been a minute since we have released any new episodes of this podcast. Um, for the last, well, since 2020, um, we've been releasing a, one new season every year, typically in the summers. Um, and this project really was born out of um, me and my family, not being able to continue deputation or, or missionary fundraising Uh, in March of 2020. When the pandemic hit, we had to go back to our home church in Ohio and shut it down for a little while until we knew what the world was going to do. And so just me and not having, Anything that I could really do at the time, I just decided to make this little project and, and interview uh, missionaries. And it's something that even after going to the field, I continued to try and do uh, each year and um, praise the Lord as COVID has went away and as we have adapted to the culture and as we have seen ministry opportunities come. And God has opened different doors for us. I've had more and more ministry to do and less and less, uh, spare free time to do things like this. And that's a good thing. Praise the Lord. Um, but if you listen to my little snippet that I released last week, um, you guys know that, uh, that we're going to change formats. So what I'm going to do is we're going to be ditching the seasonal format of this podcast, um and and I really liked doing that before because basically I would spend a couple weeks, um, in my free time scheduling eight or ten or twelve uh, interviews with people, interviewing and then doing all the edits and then releasing them kind of like a, almost like a Netflix season, just releasing them one each week. But they were already done and in the shoot, and then they were just automatically releasing on their own. I wasn't making them every week. I I, I made them in a couple weeks. Um. And so, but now I just I don't have the time to do that, um, and even to line up new interviews, it's not something. Now that I've interviewed m- most of my friends, um, these these episodes aren't uh, as easy to uh, find new interviews and new, um, and and not just interviews because I, I don't want you to think like, well, hey, I I know a bunch of people that you could interview, um, because truly it's it's not. I don't. I don't. I don't look at this as an interview podcast. You might think of it that way, but I. I look at it more of a, a conversation between missionaries, between pastors about missions, about the Great Commission, about ministry in a foreign context, ministry in a in a missions context, but but even uh, domestically in America, and so I. I want. I don't want to say I want to vet. But, but I basically that's the idea is that anyone that I quote unquote interview or have a conversation with it's it's got to be someone that i I kind of know um because I know that that we think the same about a lot of things maybe not everything but at least you know it, when it comes to strategy and philosophy of the Bible and great commission and things of that nature and so. You know, I'm not just out here like, wow, I'm, I need to schedule an interview every single week. It's, it's not that I, I want to have meaningful conversations where I learn something and where I think that sharing that will benefit um, whoever may listen. And so those conversations don't happen every single week. And I think if I try to make them, that's artificial. And 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 to be frank, I just I don't have the time to do it anyway. And that's OK. So with this new format, ditching the seasonal thing and and not certainly not going to a weekly format. What I'm going to do is just as I have an opportunity to sit down with somebody, you know, if I'm ever traveling and I run into somebody, I've always got like a little mini recorder um, with me that takes up a little room in my backpack and I, and I can sit down and have a conversation with somebody in person. That's great. I'll do it. And uh, or or if, you know, I get the opportunity to Zoom call with somebody and record it, I will. And then I'll put it out. And and so, so, I mean, I might have it might be a once a month thing. It might be fewer than that, or maybe one month I'll have two or three conversations and I'll release them weekly. Um, I don't know. But uh, for now, what we're going to do is plan to any time I've got an episode ready for you, I'll release it on a Wednesday morning. So it'll always be Wednesdays. That way it's not completely random. It'll never be more than one in a week. Um, uh, you know, certainly it, 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 it there could be more than one in a month, but um, that's not the plan at the moment. And so uh, right now I have for you a new episode. Um, it, but it's not a it's not a new Guest, it's someone who I've interviewed, I think, twice already. Um, but I could interview him. 100 more times honestly this could just be the podcast is always having a conversation with Arion Vogli. Um but I got to sit down in person with them in their home in Georgia uh, a couple weeks ago when I was in the US um doing some rounds and reports and preaching at churches and conferences and uh I got to sit down with him and his wife Jolnita who are uh 2 years or so into translating the Bible from the English To Albanian. And so you're going to get a, an update on their project, but more than just an update. Um, it's a, it's a great conversation. I haven't seen, um, these two wonderful people who I care deeply about in several years. I hadn't seen them in person in several years and, uh, and I hadn't talked to them either in about a year and a half at all. So this was really was just some friends catching up. Um, this is only an hour conversation. I was at their house for I think like 10 hours just talking. So we only recorded an hour of it, man. If I could give you guys some of the gleanings of stuff that, that I learned from them in the other hours, it would be amazing. But maybe that's a conversation for another time. Um, but for now, like I said, you'll get a little update about where they're at in their translation of the Albanian Bible, but, but also, man, you're, you're going to hear some really interesting things that they've learned from studying every word of the scripture and some things about languages in general. And, and foreign language Bibles and what's, what, how is it possible that a translation of the Bible in a certain language could be faithful and even accurate, but yet lack the depth and precision that the, uh, that the King James version of the Bible has. And so, um, it, I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode. And so I, I guess without any further ado, here's Arion and Juanita. Arion, thanks for talking to me, man. This is the awkward part cuz now I got to pretend that we're podcasting right now. Yeah, no problem. But, <laughs> but it's been since since we did the last interview it's been almost 2 years maybe. Maybe a year and a half. Yeah, it's been yeah, about
1: a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: early 2022 I think. Yeah. So I'm excited to just talk Bible translation. We just spent like an hour less than an hour uh you were showing me the program and stuff, which is awesome. Um I'm really excited for that. But let's just let's just start by you telling me like if you were just updating people who pray for you, yes. Um, where are you guys at on your progress, and is it where you hope to be? And like, you know, what's your what's your projected goal of having the Albanian Bible done digitally, maybe not in print, but
1: right. So, um, I think a big a big part. Most of our listeners probably know this already, but a, a big part of the translation work has to do with our approach. And so, our approach is a words first translation, not a text first translation, mm-hmm. which means that we're going through all the individual words of the Bible, listing them by letters, and then looking at each word as it appears in the scripture, and then provide a biblical definition um, of how God has used this word. And before we jump in the translation of the actual text, uh, and this is done for, for the simple reason, because we believe that every word of God is pure. And so at the risk of conflating words by using similar synonyms, we just think that because every word is unique and God has carefully chosen every word, then we would... Uh, it, it just makes sense and it's, and it's actually easier to accomplish it right. if you do a uh, words-first translation. So our, our main work has to do with Uh, Going through each word Uh, There are 12,530 unique words In the scriptures So right now we are at about uh, 9,500 words Which is about 75% Of the words And with each word As we look it up Where it appears in the scripture How does God define it We also write a Bible dictionary So a good chunk of our work Also will be to provide a Bible dictionary In Albanian Which is Mm -hmm. inexistent uh, alongside the, the translation, so that's...
0: So you guys are creating, and anybody who's followed this would know this, but if, if you're new to what Arion and Yonita are doing in translating the, uh, the Bible into the Albanian language, there's, they're also creating the Bible study resources Simultaneously, so you guys are defining the word and not just saying like we were saying this before recording. What's the word for father? Oh, I know that in Albanian. Boom, done. It's like no, we're re- we're we're defining it the way the Bible uses it, Correct. and then we're writing a definition which could be as long as an essay and yes. creating that Bible dictionary. Right. Um, so that's why it takes so long. But seventy-five percent of the way done with uh, yes. defining the words. Yes. So is that where you hoped to be when you started, or or is it? It's, it's you,
1: more. It's more or less. We did have a setback. Because I did have a couple of surgeries. Oh, that's true. Yeah, can you
0: update us on that? Uh,
1: well, I, I I had a, a, a surgery uh, last November. It was and then another one in March, and that turned into unplanned <laughs> second one <laughs> or a third altogether. Second one uh, on that. On, yeah, on right. the hip on the second on the second one. So we had a setback with that, but praise the Lord, we're we're back and and recovering. So.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, what is your goal? Okay, two goals. So, what's your goal, or what are you shooting for to be done with translating all the words, and then because then after that you have to start then plugging them in, right? And making the translation of the the scripture and right. not just the individual words. So, what are what are you looking at for those?
1: So, but we we hope that by the end of the year we'll be done with the words mm-hmm. and the Bible dictionary. Oh wow! By the end of this year. By the end oh, of awesome. this year.
0: So this will probably then, come out in October, so yeah, a couple months.
1: And then hopefully by the summer or before the summer, we should have the New Testament finished. Awesome. So we, we wow. plan, once we have that done, we plan to have it online for our uh, pastors and people that counsel us to review mm-hmm. it and give us feedback while we start working on the Old Testament. That's cool. Now, the, the translation part will move a lot faster because right now we're spending more time with looking up every word and providing the dictionary. Right, you're putting
0: it all in all the legwork now yes, to make the second part exactly, easier. Exactly, Maybe not easy, but easier. <laughs> but,
1: but but there won't be any surprises when mm-hmm. we start translating the text as to time spent on how will we translate this word. Right, because right. Because we have already done that and we mm-hmm. have already done that up front to make sure we're not losing the consistency of how God trans- uses a particular word in the scripture. And as much as language allows, we're trying to keep the consistency of each word mm-hmm. uh, as it's used in, in the King James to keep that the same yeah. in, in Albania. Now, languages are not copy and paste, so it doesn't sure. always work that way. Mm. However, as, as much as language allows, we, we are purposeful in trying to keep the consistency. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why we took this approach.
0: And we even, we've, we talked about this before now, how one of the things that one of the things that makes the King James superior to all other Bibles and even to so many other language translation faithful translations TR translations right. in other languages is the consistency yes. of the words which creates the the cross references that yes. we have such a, a depth of yes. um, so now I don't know if I, you're, this probably isn't the first Bible translation project, other than the KJV, to try to have that consistency. But what what makes the philosophy that you guys have in translating different than the approach that other big translation projects would have? Because I think there's like Tyndale translators and different different missions yes. agencies. Um, what, what's what's the difference in philosophy? And We'll, well, let's start there because I, I have a, a piggyback question to that.
1: Right, and, and I, I don't want to speak for everyone or put everyone <laughs> in the same category. We're, we're not going to blast everybody. So, yes, uh, um, let's do it. Let's, everybody else
2: sucks.
1: <laughs> 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 let's do a disclaimer. But but the first big difference is what they what they believe about the scripture. Yeah. Right. So yeah, most yeah, yeah. most of them would take the approach that the scripture was inspired only in the, in the original, and then we lost the originals. So right now it's up to the scholars to bring us back as, as close, as, as, we close as, as we can get, <laughs> and, and and everything is, you know, going back to the original. So in a certain way, they exclude the work of and the promise of God that He mm. would preserve His very words yeah. for us today. So someone who, who doesn't have the, the faith, that you, you have a faith-based approach to the Bible, no matter what you believe. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe that God inspired it only in the originals, and then He just gave up and we lost that, so now it's up to scholarship to, to give us the best reliable, or you believe that God preserved His, ver- his very words and He was active in the process, process of preservation of His words. No matter what position you, you, you take, you are exercising faith. Mm-hmm. And so if you come from that other position, then, then having the consistency of the words as used in the King James Bible is not important to you. Sure. Because you don't believe that anyway, mm-hmm. you don't believe that that was, number one, translated the same, that a translation can be preserved and, mm. and, and inspired, you don't believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you start with that premise, and that's a difference in, in philosophy, then that is going to reflect the, tr- the translation work. Mm-hmm. Because you will not attempt and strive at remain and keeping the consistency of how those words are are are, are used, mm-hmm. and so since we do believe that that is exactly what God did with the King James Bible, then then we are purposeful mm-hmm. in in striving to to remain to keep the consistency of the words. Now I know that
0: because um, <clears throat> my friend Joseph Hayden was here, and he's got a Zambian Bible project. And I know that he was consulting with you a little bit. Um, is this something that? I, I know that you're already trying to help some other projects, just or at least you know consulting with them. Is this uh, not just the philosophy, but I know that you, because you're, um, I, I don't want to call you a web designer. What's 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 the skill and the trade that you have? Just
1: software. Software. Development.
0: Um, so you're building tools, legitimate software tools, for not only studying the Bible, um, but translating the Scripture. And it's what you guys are using as you translate each word and as you're going to plug them all together. Is this something that can be used by other Bible translation projects? Or do you plan on, you know, whenever this is done, done in the future years from now, is that something you would like to, to do is to help other Bible translation projects?
1: Uh, we would love to, uh, nothing more than to see God use this to help other Bible translation projects, for sure. Um, the only requirement is that they must have the same philosophy when it comes to the Or else it the wouldn't, scripture. none of this would matter. Otherwise yeah. it wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah, and it wouldn't be beneficial to them. But if they if mm-hmm. they believe the same thing and they have mm-hmm. they have the same approach to the scriptures, mm-hmm. then nothing will make us happier than help them to use the same tools and yeah. uh, see this being used for other languages as well. That's
0: awesome. So when we start talking about the actual, um, the uh, the project and and what you're trying to do, I had this question from. Uh, um, a guy that I stayed with last week. I, so I'm in the states right now. I should have said this at the beginning. I've I've been in the states for a couple of weeks, uh, taking care of some stuff and, and visiting some churches and preaching at some conferences. And um, so I'm sitting here with Arione in his house in uh, in Georgia. And I, last week I was with a buddy, and he had a question. Um, and and I already mentioned this to you briefly, so it's not going to take you off guard. Um, and if I'm wording it wrong, I'm sorry, Austin. If, if I'm asking the question wrong, but in kind of in the in the context of Psalm 12, six and seven, where God promises that he's gonna preserve his words forever. But in that same context, it says that uh, as uh, silver purified in a furnace of earth, or you know, tried yeah. in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. And when you track the English Bible preservation, and we would usually identify seven purifications of the English resulting culminating in the, in the King James Bible. Um, what is your personal view of your work in in the purification and preservation process of the scripture in Albanian, as in like, w- do you believe that this will be the perfect word of God preserved in the Albanian language when you're done? Yeah,
1: that's, that's yeah. A, that's a very loaded, <laughs> it's a loaded, loaded question, question, but, but I, I, it's so only loaded. The, it's not loaded. Cause I know how, you so know, hum,
0: humbly you'll answer it, but, very, no, it's, but it's a legitimate question too, uh, because absolutely, it's absolutely. my goodness, what a thing to think yes. that you're, that you're partaking it
1: yeah uh, uh, absolutely so you know I think if we if we go back and ask the king james translators hey well what is <laughs> what is your goal with this with this translation mm-hmm. okay so if you if you read the preface to the King James, they say you know their their goal was to make a good translation better hmm. so it doesn't mean necessarily that the that the translator is aware of hmm. it is the job we have two parts which are which are important to understand the part of what God does and the part of what, do, what does the translator do? Mm-hmm. So what God does is that He has promised to do that. He has promised to preserve yeah, his, his words. That is His job. The mm-hmm. inspiration and the preservation is the job of God mm-hmm. and the job of the Holy Spirit. That's what He does. What people do is is be faithful mm-hmm. to what God has given to them and has provided to them. So our, our role as, as we see it is that in the albanian language based on what what we know the history that we know is that the first attempt was started in 1828 if i if i'm not mistaken and Yes, this. Yeah, the, you don't have to whisper. You don't need a sitting picture. <laughs> <answer. laughs> this is.
2: Coincidentally, this would be the seventh edition of a TR Bible
0: now. No. Yes. Oh, oh. Okay. Yes. If if you count them. I'm, I'm nerding out a little bit. But if that, okay. if you
1: count them, but but again, we we're not on that. we're not we're not claiming. <laughs> we're not claiming that okay. you know this is this is inspired. This is perfect. This is the same as the King James. It probably this depends on how
0: you count it too, right? Because even in English, people are like, well, do you include Wycliffe or Right. Not? Yeah. Yes, yes. In Albania,
1: no. There's
2: not that many. <laughs> right. But we believe the process is inspired. God yeah, inspired the process, and not the individual. Yeah. Right.
1: So all scripture Great, is given, not was given. Amen. Is given Amen. By, by inspiration. And so this this is what what God does. Our part in this is being faithful to what God has led us to do, and to do the best job possible of that. What I can say for Albanian Bible, as someone who's been preaching. For 30 years, mm-hmm. I can say that when we're finished, our goal is that when somebody picks up this Bible, they will not have to make any excuses for what the words, for what the verses say. Yes. They can preach from yes. it as the same as they would preach from a King James Bible. Mm-hmm. The, it, it, Amen. Nothing would say any any different than what you're reading from the from the yeah. King James. And somebody who has translated for for pastors and missionaries, and somebody who has preached in, in Albanian, mm-hmm. I know the struggle. Yeah. Of, you know, having somebody preach from the King James and you're translating Oof. and, you know, things don't match up. Yeah, you know, and I certainly don't want to be the guy who puts doubts in people's minds about what sure. the Word of God says. So, our, our, our goal is what we can do, our part as translators, is to be faithful to that. And mm-hmm. I think the Holy Spirit will bear witness in the hearts of the, the believers to his word, mm-hmm. so he will he will testify to what quality of the word this is, and and the yeah. translation, and all of that. So we're not claiming that you know this is the the best or next mm-hmm. to uh, King James or the original or anything. We're just saying that we're based on what God has given to us. Mm-hmm. We are we are mindful about being uh, very careful with every word. That's why we're taking the words first mm-hmm. translation uh, approach. Yeah. And then uh, God does what He does. We can only do what what we do. The, yeah. the Holy Spirit will bear witness to sure. the quality of, of the translation. Well, mm-hmm.
2: Let me ask you this by analogy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you are a preacher.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Are you inspired every Sunday that, when you stand behind a pulpit?
1: I'm
0: inspired by the world around me constantly. <laughs> right? Do you claim you <laughs> no, no, no.
2: inspired?
0: No, not myself personally.
2: Okay, but, right. but when you are preaching, hmm
0: Speaking the word of God.
2: Speaking the yeah, word yeah, of yeah.
0: God. Absolutely. Do
2: we believe that that is given by right. inspiration? Yeah, yeah, Amen, Amen. Or why? Because you did your due diligence as a workman; that needeth not to be ashamed mm-hmm. by studying, by praying, by going word for word, by looking at the context of the word, by comparing yeah. scripture with scripture. Here, a little, there a little line upon line, precept upon precept. The process is inspired. Amen. The process yeah, is yeah, yeah. biblical. The tool sure. doesn't matter. And that's in the same. You could be Balaam's ass. <laughs> right, be, right. Mm-hmm. So we trust the Lord of the process and the process of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So the product, if it goes through whether it's preaching, whether it's teaching, mm-hmm. whether it's translation, if yeah. it goes through the blessed and inspired process that yeah. the Lord has laid out in Scripture.
0: Yeah. Well, it's then like you like said, holy, holy men it. of God speak yes. as they were moved by were moved. Yes. So right. exactly. it wrote, the it exactly not wrote, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So, it goes, if it goes to the process, of the work of the Holy Spirit, if we are surrendered to do the work that the Holy Spirit has set for us, then we can be confident in what the Lord will give us. Mm-hmm. We don't have to make claims. We don't have to define it. We, don't, we just have to trust and apply the truth of the Scripture. We need to be workmen. Yeah. And we need to study. And we need to do diligence. Mm-hmm. Due diligence. And then trust the Lord for the rest.
1: Yeah, in yeah. fact, that is one of the arguments used against the King James. You know people say well look at what the translators say they didn't claim that it was preserved uh, they didn't claim it was <laughs> yeah. inspired so why mm. do you believe that Of course mm. the translators don't have to believe well, it's that It's bared
0: out by the fruit
1: Yes yeah, yeah it, it it's that that mm. is the work that God does not the translators right. Well there's
0: even really cool examples in scripture of men who didn't even realize yeah. that God was using them in right. that way I mean like when you know Paul uh Paul calls or, or Peter calls Paul's writings, yes, Scripture, and correct. you know different things like right. that, of course.
1: Yeah, or when Paul says, this "This saith I, and not the Lord,
0: Oh, yeah. He's inspired. 1 Corinthians 7. Yeah, while yeah, he's yeah. saying
1: that, he's inspired.
0: Mm. He keeps going back and forth. <laughs> Again, this is me. This, yeah. uh, this is just my opinion. And God's like, actually, no, I gave you that opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, praise well, the Lord. Well,
2: and a fun, nerdy exercise, uh-huh. especially for monolinguists, <laughs> that would mean people That, that means Americans. Parent, <laughs> is to go and identify all the verbatim translations that happen in the scripture. Okay. What did Moses and Pharaoh speak?
0: Uh, would have been
2: Egyptian. When, when Moses addresses Pharaoh. How does Moses record it? Mm-hmm. What does Tanakhrib talk to at the walls right. of Israel? Right. I just read that the Israel, other day. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have case after case after case mm-hmm. in the scriptures themselves that the conversation, what does David whoever the, the, recorded it
0: Translated it, yeah, yeah, of course.
2: What does Nehemiah speak with his his king? However, the Holy Spirit inspired Mm -hmm. the author. Then when it was recorded, the conversation was translated in Hebrew, Aramaic, or Greek, or whatever the case might be. So the Bible is full of cases Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit taking the words from one language and translating them into another. So, you know, he has set the precedent from the yeah. beginning, and he's capable to, he's the author of languages. Yeah. Well,
0: it does come down to, like, what you believe about, and, and often, I mean, this is a cliche now in our circles, but, like, if you believe, you know, most people believe that God was uh, powerful enough to uh, inspire his words, right. but we also believe that he was powerful enough to preserve them, like Correct. like he said that he would. Correct. but But yeah. most people nowadays... Uh, don't believe that he preserved every single word.
1: I, I think they won't say it that yes, way, but they yes. don't believe it. But because I, I think the root cause of that, if, if you really look into their claims, mm-hmm. the root cause of that is because they really worship a language. Mm-hmm. They don't worship the God of the language. Let let me mm-hmm. let me explain why. Let let's put it that way for people that say the Bible was only inspired in the on the originals. Okay, so let's let's put a question this way. This is hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Let's say that Jesus came back today. And he had all the original autographs with him. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's say that he had all the originals. Sure. And he was given a task to translate the originals into a different language. Number one, is he able to do it? Jesus? Yes. Amen. We would say yes. Yeah, he's the Word of God. We would say yes. (laughs) I'm afraid that the other side would say no, he wouldn't be able to do it because he wouldn't look the same. (laughs) The second question is, would it look the same? Mm. And I'm, and the answer, the right answer is not a hundred percent, because no two languages are the same. That's right. And so if Christ was, let's say he didn't decide to give it in, in Hebrew and Greek, let's, mm-hmm. let's say he had picked a different language. The question is, is he able to say the same words in a different language? Well, yes. He would work with whatever the language ha- had available to them. Mm-hmm. And if the word wasn't available, he would use a different. Sure. He would use a different because word. he's God. Because he's God, exactly. That's He knows my point. all languages. He knows <laughs> all languages, and they would not look the same. They will not look hundred percent the same because no two languages are, are the same. Mm-hmm. So, so the the point is that God is the one that is in charge mm-hmm. of inspiring and preserving His word, mm-hmm. and He is fully capable of giving a translation in a different language mm-hmm. that is inspired and it's also preserved mm-hmm. because that's that's what he does
2: You can see Christ himself in the New Testament when he is reading in the synagogue from the scriptures that they had available uh, Correct me if I'm wrong is uh, Isaiah that he reads yeah. if you compare the reading in Isaiah with the reading in the New Testament they are not the same.
1: Mm. They're not always right. the, they're, they're not, not always, always the a word for word. word, for word. Quotation. Well that's where you get
0: you know? yes. yes, Greek Septuagint crap. <laughs> right. Not to get off into right. we're not going down that yeah. rabbit trail right now, but yeah. that's the the easy cop out you, right. know, yeah. you know whatever.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> but are those both his words? Right,
0: right, right, right. Are those
2: both his words in both places? Yeah, and he's I mean, the right. author of both. Mm-hmm. And does he allow for variation in yeah. both of those without mm-hmm. compromising the purity and the precision of the words?
0: Yeah. Yes. So this is something—so now that I am—well, I don't want to say that I speak two languages. Let's say I speak 1.5 languages because <laughs> I'm certainly not there yet. But in being able to read a Bible in another language and uh, compare with the English, I think something—this is something I wouldn't have been able to fully understand before um, or even really— Understand to ask the question, but I think something that is very interesting that I'm just now realizing and we talked about this a little bit beforehand Mm -hmm. There are accurate faithful TR based translations in other languages that don't have the depth and Consistency it doesn't but that doesn't mean and I don't think people realize that these two things can exist simultaneously They're not mutually exclusive It doesn't mean it's inaccurate Mm-hmm. Correct. but it doesn't have the consistency and the depth with which God preserved it in the English. Can you expound on that a little bit or, or help uh, an American monolinguist understand how how can those two things be true at the same time?
1: Well, they're, 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 they're true at the same time because no two languages are the same. And so when, you know, when uh, uh, God was, was doing this through uh, leading people especially in the Middle Ages, to do, to do a Bible translation, they were using the tools available to them. What, what would we say about the, the process of how God was using uh, the translation, was using this man to translate His words in the English language? Mm-hmm. So, God was active even before the King James. He was active... Oh, yeah, amen. ...into mm. bringing His word. So, there is there's a process of preservation through purification. Amen. And so that's, that's what we, we so we, we can't just dismiss any other Bible that's, uh, you know, it, it's in a different language. There's, that's a TR translation just because it doesn't match the, the King James. Mm-hmm. That's God's provision for them in that language. Yeah, yeah. And so if other men, God, God so calls other men to do a better job at that, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for it. But I, I think we need to understand that there is a process of purification, yes. and even even the the English Bible went through that f- through that process. So and if you
0: start with Wycliffe, that goes all the way back to yes. the 1300s. Correct. I mean, that's I mean, yes. two two to three hundred years before you got the Absolutely. the KGB. Correct.
1: So yeah. I would say to to missionaries serving in in foreign countries that. Mm-hmm work with whatever God has given people in that language. Mm-hmm. And if there's not a good translation yet, well, maybe God can can use you to make yeah. a, 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 a better tra- translation. So,
0: how do you go about using the one that you have? You have a great experience with this because the Albanian translation that was given in the 90s very quickly wasn't great. Yeah. Well, well and we... how does the missionary go about doing that without, yes. without taking the authority of God's Word out of the people, yes. without just saying, hey, your Bible's not very good, but we're going right. to try our best.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. So, you know, you, as, when you preach, you have two responsibilities. Number one is you're going to say what God says mm. without compromise. Amen. So if you're preaching from the King James and it says, be followers of me, almost all modern Bibles say, say be imitators of me. Mm. So that's that's a big problem because mm-hmm. we're not called to be imitators. We're called to be.
0: And they thought they were being cute with the translation there, right? Right. Because you've and heard the guys preach it. Trying to make what it What is follow. a follower? It's an yeah.
1: imitation. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. But it's not. <laughs> it's not an imitation. Because well, they're spelled different. Course. It's <laughs> yes, but 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 the call is 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 very specific because Jesus calls out his disciples to follow him. Mm-hmm. Paul calls his disciples to follow him in Hebrews thirteen. To says follow, uh, follow them. That have the rule over you, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we're called to follow. We're not called to imitate. An mm. imitator mimics what you do, but the heart doesn't have to to mean it. Mm. They don't have to mean anything. They just have to follow the form. Copy the motion. But, but, mm. but they're not. Yeah, but they're the not Greek followers. The word
2: there is pantomime. That's why so many people stumble uh, on it because they yeah, take yeah. the definition. Yes. From theater and from the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, a pantomime, you can mimic the motions of someone and not have the heart behind the thing. Sure, exactly. A follower is, is going after a pattern that is from inward uh, to right. outward. You're not
1: following their gestures. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're following their ministry. You're following their faith. That's, that's what you're doing. So, as a preacher, you got to preach the truth. Mm-hmm. Whether the, the, the translation says so or not. You have to give them what God says, mm-hmm. and then we would teach them. Well, this is this is what is what we says. This is where we are in the process of God giving us a good translation, and this is what it says now. Be honest. Well, absolutely, yeah. be honest with it, and that's 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 the way. At yeah. least Jeff did Think it about for, that. for for us. Preacher being
0: honest, man. <laughs> right.
1: Right. <laughs> And, awesome. and just explain it. And, sure. and it's, it's the work of the Holy Spirit
0: to yeah. bear witness to that. I hope you hear that, missionaries, wherever country you're in. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't take the authority of the Word of God out of the hands of the people, but be right. honest with them. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
2: And so I, I think linguistically what is important to be understood is that something can be accurate and not be plain. Something can be accurate and not necessarily be nuanced. Ah. So when we talk about the accurate translation might be to hide something, but mm-hmm. is it hide, is it conceal, is it cover? These are mm-hmm. our synonymous words. Mm-hmm. Meaning and colloquially, they colloquially, would be
0: equal synonyms. Yes. Right, right. But, but biblically.
2: Biblically, they, ha- they are nuanced. They can indicate specific aspects of a truth. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between beguile and lie? Mm-hmm. You can accurately translate them as lies because sure. they are lies. Yeah. But is that a plain revelation? Mm. Uh, according to what the Bible uses. So a lot of other languages might have a fairly accurate, from TR, translation, but they don't have the uh, excellency of the Mm. equivalency and the consistency and the language and the nuanced language of the King James, which is the product of Mm -hmm. the time and the historical and spiritual circumstances, but also the unique position That the Lord gave this Bible in human history is the Bible for the ages. It's the measuring stick to, you know, everything else. This doesn't mean that God won't gift accurate translations to any nation or no English-speaking people. Mm -hmm. We are not arrogant to believe that we're going to reproduce a King James Bible. We don't live in the 1600s. We don't have (laughs) the conditions or the calling or all those Mm -hmm. unique features that make that book be the amazing Uh, uh, blessed word of God right. and uh final authority that it is. This does not mean that God doesn't have a heart for the Albanian people, Absolutely. that God doesn't right. want the Albanian people Albanian people to have an accurate and preserved translation of his words mm-hmm. in their language. Uh, so I think that, that that, you know, again, sometimes it's a challenge for a monolinguist yeah, uh, <laughs> no, it,
0: it, it is. No, I, I'm, I'm just now starting to kind of understand the nuances yes. as I learn another language. But what you just said there and some other things we talked about, kind of, so this, uh, what do you think about this? I, I was starting to think about, we talk about, you know, seven purifications of the English, and and as it so happens, this could be the seventh purification in Albanian. From a TR. From a TR, from a TR, Yes. 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 But th- all of those purifications... They came in times where what, what was going to be this, I don't want to say version, but like, okay, if you're going in English, Coverdale, mm-hmm. Tyndale, mm-hmm. Wycliffe, all of those, it, it was when it was put out and published. It's like, okay, I'm done right now. We're going to print it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're gonna put it out there, and if it's wrong or somebody has feedback, we'll have to get it, we'll have to consider it, and then put out a new updated at some point. Yeah. We're living in a digital age where you were telling me beforehand, when yes. the New Testament is done, yeah. you're gonna make it live for yeah. your fellow Albanian pastors to look at, to read, and give you feedback. Yes. We're we're kind of past this point of like or or maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm just I'm thinking this through as I'm saying the question. Yes where the, where a purification level is like a a one moment in history thing when we print it and we send it out yeah. cuz this can almost be continual refining
1: yeah.
0: even when it, when you guys are done you're going to be seeking feedback to sure. refine and that can happen live yeah. of course you're going to print the bible so there has to be a time where you right. say of course. okay it's finished yes print it yes what, what do you think about that though it yes. is different than the sixteen seventeen eighteen hundreds 1800s right
1: uh, absolutely uh, in fact just the tools that we have available to us, it's absolutely mind-boggling to think that we can have the whole text of the Scripture. I can take the whole text of the Scripture, 789,000 plus words, and I can make a list of all the unique words that are used, 12,530 words, in less than a week. And I didn't have to type anything. There's no chance for error in me typing you know, any words wrong, or misspelling, misspelling or, or type mm-hmm. text, or, or any of that. Which
0: was a, all a part of that.
1: Exactly. You know, That's part of the human process, mm-hmm. humans being involved in the process of God mm-hmm. preserving His, his Word. from
0: 1611 to 1769, it was all Absolutely. typesetting Absolutely. errors, and spelling errors, yeah. and, and even updating of spelling in, of the, in the English language. Of yeah. course. That's 160
1: years. Right. Worth. Yeah. So, so, just the tools that are available to us, the technology that's available to us, it's absolutely mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I, I, I certainly see that as, you know, something that could continue in in the future, but we are, we are already getting so much done with what we have been given mm-hmm. and with the feedback that we have and the counseling from other, sure. other people. If you take, you know, I've been saved 30 some years and so have my other pastor friends in, in Albania, just the... The time we spend consulting with with each other and looking over, you know, what, what about this word? You mm-hmm. have the wisdom of God in these men yeah. that, the, that adds up to hundreds of years. Yeah, sure. And, sure. and if, if we don't Just, get it right, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Which is not unlike
2: the process that the King James, plus right. King James sure. translators sure. went through. By, you know, looking things yes. over and then coming and discussing things, they just did it more analog, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so, yeah. No Zoom you know, yeah, So <laughs> I think the miraculous process is in people like, Tyndale or even Christopher either that were just alone mm-hmm. with just a candle and yeah. in, oh, and, 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 and running from and the Catholic this, Church. Run, yes. and, you know, exactly. Running for their life the entire
0: time. Yes. So,
2: you know, in the multitude of counsel, counselors, there's uh, uh, safety. Mm. So, you know, they went through the process of checks and balances and, mm. and discussions yeah. and study and comparing of scripture with scripture. And we go through the same process, albeit with different tools. Our comparing of scripture with scriptures is TRs from different uh, time periods and translations. Um, you know you guys use the, the
0: Diodati, or you're referencing the Diodati referencing and the uh, Diodati 1602 the, Reina Valera. Yes, and the Reina Valera
2: 1602. And by the way, speaking of purification, Reina Valera has a great purification uh, compared to the King James, which is the Reina Valera Purificada, which is a product of... A, a guy at,
0: at uh, Oakland Heights, Frank, yes. was just telling me about yes. that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah so
2: that that is a work of... A very good. A very yes. good translation made better, just mm. like the King James translators, translators claimed. Uh, and I think you network. said that just came
0: out like twenty twenty yes. or something, yes. like a couple of years recent. ago. Yes. And
2: a lot of people, because the Oakland Heights has a growing Hispanic uh, mm. uh, ministry. A lot of people did their due diligence to contrast and compare Amen. with the King James. There's, there's dual um, uh, bilingual Bibles mm-hmm. where you compare sure, sure. next to each other and they're on the money. So, you know, it is a process to these days, even, even for something that was published Amazing. in 1602.
0: And that's why uh, it, it does go back to your philosophy of how to study the Word of God yes. right. and and what does God's Word say about the process of preservation sure. and the fact that God directs it. Yes. And the, the fact that it can still happen to this day, the preservation of his word in other languages. Yes. Yeah. that Man, that's awesome. So that's all really good. I What I'd like to kind of delve in here um, is kind of start to talk about, and we, we can go anywhere, honestly. Um, it doesn't have to be super, uh, super direct. Um is talking about some of the, the word studies that you've been doing. We did a little bit of this last time, but the, you just don't meet that many people who are studying every single individual word of the Bible. You've probably forgotten more about individual word studies than I've studied myself. Um, one, one example here, I'll just bring this up. I'm sure you've got other ones, but we could start here. and Maybe that'll branch into other stuff. So a typical um, slander against the KJV Bible would be the use of the word Easter. In mm-hmm. in the book of Acts, Acts chapter twelve, right. um, because it uses the word Easter rather than using the word Passover, because right. I believe the the Greek word there is uh, Pasha or whatever, pasha, yeah. um, and so and I, I looked this up before I came because I was curious the Hungarian Bible, which you know this isn't about Hungarian in the Bible, but it was translated in uh, fifteen eighty nine or fifteen ninety, so before the KJV TR Bible, it translates it as as which is. Which is Easter, yes. and it doesn't use uh, Pashko, which is the right. which is Passover. So right. I think it's it's interesting. The Hungarian or the English KJV isn't the only one to do that. Um, so, well, I mean, if you you want to break that down for us, two minute version of why the KJV, uh, why God preserved it as Easter, and then I, I'm assuming in Albanian you're doing the same thing. Maybe not. Maybe this is a can of worms that I shouldn't have opened. <laughs>
1: No, this, this. We can
0: edit it out if we need to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this particular word has been the topic of conversation for, for months.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, great. Let, let's <laughs> open it up then.
1: Between, between the two of us and also with pastors in, in Albania. All right. Uh, so it turns out that in most languages that we know of, now that we know uh, all languages, <laughs> yeah, all the other languages, <laughs> but that we know of mm. and that we have, we have checked, there is no difference, or there is no other word. In, available to them between uh, Passover and, and Easter. Oh, really? Yes. I it, didn't know that. It is the same word. Wow. And and such so, such is the case. Hungary is well, the, case, the only other weird one. Such is two. the case in <laughs> Albania. You know, it's Hungary, no, I think English is the only exception. That's what I'm saying. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know of any other languages, not that it may not exist, mm-hmm. but it may. Besides English, mm-hmm. I don't know of any other languages that have two different words. Well, that's what I'm saying. Hungarian...
0: Using yes. is Easter and yes. then Pashka is Passover. Yes. So it, 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 yes. it's so, the same So yeah.
1: so the only the only Which is wild. Yes. So in, in that case you you can only use what's available in, in the yes. language. Otherwise you may introduce confusion, you may mm. introduce bias. Uh, bias in thing. into the into into the text. I think even in the English, if you if you study it, you know because it says it was the days of the unleavened bread. So right. you are already given the time mm-hmm. of when the events. It's uh, just simple occur. math
0: of why it has to be Easter in our language. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's fine. But but you will you will not get any confusion in Albanian or other languages that don't have a separation mm-hmm. between Passover and and Easter if you use the word for Passover because mm-hmm. that's that's the only one. Uh, uh, available to gotcha. them, but but you know this this is a very important uh, topic because when people say that you know when you go from one translation to another you're going to lose meaning in the words. Okay, that is the argument used okay. against the King James. Why the King James cannot be as good as the original. Well, because when you go from Greek to English, you're going to lose some things. But they never consider the fact that you might also gain some, some things. Ooh. That's the way languages work.
0: Sounds like heresy there. Well, well uh, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. That's, I, what, that's I can, what they would say. <laughs>
1: so let's, let me give you an example. Yes. Okay. So it's the word beloved in, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look it up in the Greek, it's G27. That's, that's the Strong's, uh, Strong's Concordance word. number. And it's Agapetos. So from ag- agape love, and it's per- is translated as uh, beloved. But in the King James, this particular word that's always used, uh, the G27, to mean beloved, is translated in three different ways. Mm-hmm. One is beloved, one is dearly beloved, and another one is well-beloved. But in the Greek, it's only one word. Uh-huh. So why would the King James translators, as we studied this, this word and we came across it... So
0: it's getting both words, well beloved or dearly beloved, that compound phrase from only one Greek yes, word, is what you're Yes, only saying.
1: one Greek gotcha, word. Gotcha, gotcha. So why would they come across this Greek word, mm-hmm. G27? They know what it means. They know it means beloved because they've always translated it beloved, yeah. except for a few cases. Hmm. Well, if you studied out... Those few cases. Which you guys have? Which we have. Okay.
0: <laughs> Most people have it. You
1: find out that the word well beloved is used for the son in Gospel of Mark, for God's son, in, in the parable of the vineyard, that he planted the vineyard, he, he led it to the husbandman, and oh. then he sent messengers. He sent, you know, they killed the prophets, and then he said, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to send my son, okay? Well, too. it says well beloved son. Okay. It's also used by, by Paul to refer to, in 1 Corinthians, uh, I believe, to refer to a particular person who is of the first fruits. Mm -hmm. So he's somebody that that was saved because of their ministry. Mm -hmm. And it's also used in 2 John for uh, Gaius or Gaius, however Mm -hmm. you say that, who loves the truth. So you see that this well-beloved is only used for God's Son, somebody who has God's character, somebody that you led to the Lord, or it's of the first fruit, and somebody who loves the truth. So, yes, they knew that word, and then for whatever particular reason, if you exclude God from the equation, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they chose to break that rule, when they translated this, to give you a different word. Mm. So, if you are in Christ, you are a beloved of God. Mm. When Paul writes to the Corinthians and the churches that he started or ministered to, he calls them dearly beloved.
0: It's and got a specific historical context. Yes,
1: it's used in, in a different context. Mm-hmm. So if, if you are in Christ, you are beloved, mm-hmm. and you will ought to love everybody that is in Christ. However, God may give you a special connection and a mm-hmm. special love, just like He did with Peter, James, and John, for instance, yeah, yeah. right? With those people that you have led to Christ, mm-hmm. with people that display a, a Christ-like character, mm-hmm. and the people that... That love the truth the dearly beloved those are yes dearly beloved or well beloved to you or people that you have min- Personally ministered to, to, to you to them. You are they are dearly beloved to you So yes, it's the same Greek word But I think you gain something in, in mm-hmm. English that you don't have it in the Greek Yeah, and so there's examples like that where they took a certain word and they translated it with in, in different ways and I, I believe that God led them to do that way. Well, so,
0: yeah, I was just going to say the argument from the non-KJV guys would be like, well, yeah, so that's the example of the KJV translators inserting their own human bias, and then that's why we would say it's not perfect. So what, what would be the rhetoric to that?
1: My, my rhetoric would be that God is letting them believe exactly what they believe. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're going to miss out Mm-hmm. The extra revelation that you get if you believe that God Inspired and preserved his word. So it
0: goes back to the to where we to started. Philosophy. What, what do you believe? Absolutely. About God preserving Absolutely. his Absolutely.
1: Mm. They will see it as a mistake. Mm-hmm. I see it as a revelation. Yeah, amen. Because those people were not Uneducated. They weren't right. ignorant. They did not have a lack of dictionaries. They knew mm-hmm. what that word meant mm-hmm. They knew it because that's how they translated it consistently. Yeah, so if they break rule <laughs> if they break the pattern of how they're translating that word, to me, that's a, that's a revelation. Mm-hmm. It's not a mistake. Sure. So, I, I believe, based on where you have put your faith, yeah. is going to determine whether you see a mistake or whether you see a revelation. Mm-hmm. No, that makes worketh, sense.
2: Effectually worketh, in them that believe.
0: Effectually worketh, yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. So. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so,
0: that, so it, everything that we talk about always comes back to not, not even just philosophy, but how do you view the Bible? Because, okay, so for instance, when we teach you how to study the Bible class, I know that you're teaching that right now. Yeah. It's, you have to, there are some preconceptions that you either have to ditch or gain yes. before you start to study the Bible. Correct. And if you come in with the preconception that this isn't perfect, right. then that's going to affect how you study the Bible and, and what you extract from it or yes. or put into it if I, you're isogeating.
1: Right, I, and I think the biggest, the biggest disadvantage for the original only guys, mm-hmm. is the fact that Greek and Hebrew are two different languages. Mm-hmm. So how do you find the consistency of how God yeah. has used a certain language when you have one word, one word in Greek and one, a different word in, in Hebrew for the same word or for the same concept? Mm-hmm. Now, dealing with nouns is usually very, very easy. Sure because nouns are usually the same, nouns and they and have nouns. An, an, an equivalent. Those are the
0: first things you learn when you're learning a new language. Correct. But you can't speak a sentence with only nouns.
1: Correct. <laughs> but once you deal with concepts mm. and adjectives mm-hmm. and adverbs, it, it becomes a whole different different mm. ballgame. Sure. So, yes, you, you will not find that consistency because you're dealing with two different languages. Mm. Then you are going to determine how God used which which words... Are, are the same that corresponds both in in Hebrew and in Greek together, and that's much harder to do hmm. than to say, no, I see it in the King James. I see how God has used his his words specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that's really good because even um, in Hungarian when uh, guys ask me like, well, what does this word mean? I, I try to always model for them like, well, let's see how God translated that word. So I'll find it in, in English yeah. Like, okay, where does God use it in, in the King James? And then, okay, now let's go find that verse in the Old Hungarian, the Karol de Gaspar, and let's see how he translated it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's interesting because we wouldn't say it that way today. Yeah, same same thing for English. Right. We wouldn't say it that way today either. Yes. But in the faithful translation that you have, yes. that when God used godly men to preserve the scripture, what word did he use right. that would be the, you know, quote unquote, equivalent of what they used in the same era right. when he was preserving it in English? Yeah. And uh, that's probably just a good model to have is how, do, how does God define the word? Correct. Not how do I define the word? Exactly. Or how does modern language? Because, I mean, what do you feel like about this? I feel like in English, I mean, it's not hard to prove the the language is, you know, eroding over time. It's getting simpler and it's getting, it's devolving. But so, like, if you want to... It's it, languages are always changing, but I mm-hmm. feel like if you wanted to make the same, like if you wanted to make a modern day KJV, you're going to lose meaning because there's there's words that and concepts that don't exist anymore, right?
1: I I believe so, but I believe that is only because of God's hand in providing that that translation
0: at the right timing. Is it, is that what you mean?
1: It may it may of the be, language. It may it may be timing, but but more than that, more than external circumstances. I think it was it was. God's provision to sure. give that translation. Sure. I don't think God is incapable of giving us another oh, I, translation. I see what you're saying. I don't think that God is incapable. Mm-hmm. I think right, that right. is the mark God's, of yeah, what it is.
0: Of course God is capable. And,
1: and you know, we were talking about, uh, even together, about words, in archaic words in the KJV that are mm-hmm. very modern. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about the word intelligence, mm-hmm. used only one time uh, in the book of Daniel, in the context of the Antichrist, that he will, he will make use of... Of intelligence mm. now to the to the English speaking people in the 1600s that word does not mean what it means today mm. but for the end times it has a completely different meaning and application to the time in which it refers to mm. and so everything today is about intelligence whether it be artificial or uh, you know, any other type right, of right, right. Uh, type of intelligence, uh-huh. you know, human intelligence, sure. human, gathering <laughs> intelligence uh, services, and and so forth, right? So, so God's word is not bound by the time in in, mm. in which is in which is written. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, just because it was written in the sixteen hundreds, it does not mean that those words have a special meaning just for the sixteen hundreds. Right. He could right. be using words that have a completely different meaning mm-hmm. for us today. Or for the prophetic time, where they apply it to... It's
2: an eternal book with infinite Mm -hmm. applications, depending on the dispensation and the time and ages that people operate. Yes. You know, so, for example... Depending on the time and age
0: that the people are reading it? Yeah. Would you go that far?
2: Well, so let's just say, for example, for for being archaic, the King, King James Bible contains in the book of Daniel both the word intelligence and the word policy.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> referring
2: to end times.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, did it have the Pr- same... Prophetic. Prophetic
0: context, yeah, yeah. Yes. Did
2: it have the same connotation in a more monarchic system in mm. Middle Age Europe that it does in terms of what the Holy Spirit takes and applies to us today? <clears throat>
0: Interesting. You
2: know? So, I, I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. I just know that when the Holy Spirit teaches from those places, or the book of Isaiah associate yourselves. Associations in a globalist world have a completely (laughs) different... And in context, that's what that passage is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Associate, confederate, Mm -hmm. um, you know, councils have a different historical and political context Mm -hmm. in the period that we live in now and in, you know, in tribulation and times. Well, (laughs) even compared to
0: when they picked it for 1600. Absolutely.
2: That's interesting. that goes to say that so uh, even the
0: word selection you're saying has... Um,
2: is inspired Well,
0: eternally. I guess, of course, we're saying that. But, but yeah, yeah, but you're even yeah. saying that, like, maybe it didn't make as much sense to people reading it in the 1600s. Or it, meant,
2: meant, or it made meant, a different sense. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the analogy would be this. A lot of prophets of the Old Testament could not... See, church was a mystery.
0: Right, 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 right. right. Mm-hmm.
2: They can't separate first and second coming. Mm-hmm. sometimes within the same sentence, right? Right. But they were faithful, thus saith the Lord.
0: Right, right, right.
2: And so is with the translators. They are faithful Mm. in, thus saith the Lord.
0: Okay. But the
2: revelation of that particular word words verse. you don't need the
0: revelation from god for him to use you yeah, to do what there he's are plenty do. of yeah. things
2: we study that we may not fully understand why yes. he used mm. that right. we just know that's what he used and wow. we're going to stay faithful to use yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's you know? awesome so, yes.
0: so it really does all come down to do you believe that god is involved in the exactly. not just the inspiration but the preservation of yes, His yes
1: absolutely wow. hmm.
0: that's wild um any other uh uh, word studies that come to mind that you just think are neat? We, we've hit on a few of them. I know you guys talked to me about...
1: The uh, the word tapestry, for instance.
0: Tapestry, okay.
1: So it's used only two times in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's used in the book of Proverbs twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time is Proverbs, I believe it's seven, when it talks about the, the strange woman that she has decked her room with tapestry. Okay. And then the second time is used in Proverbs 31, Uh, talking about the virtuous woman. Mm. So you have two women, which represent, those are the two women God wants you to know about. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) And they're a little different.
1: And and they're a little different. You better get them right. You better get those two women right. Because all ecumenical movement does is try to get those two women together. And they're not. They're separate.
0: That's a good word. Okay? Yeah.
1: (laughs) So... So my wife was telling me she was she took our daughter for her 13th birthday was it? Yeah. Uh, they went to Rome Mm. And then... Uh, For
2: educational we,
1: purposes. We were living in Albania, so <laughs> right, right. Rome is right across town. Ameri-
0: that's something different to an American.
1: Yes.
2: Like a, <laughs> it's
1: like going to Nashville. Went to, like, <laughs> we went yeah, to Nashville. Yeah. Um. It's a one-hour one hour flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, they, they, vis- <laughs> <On Ryanair. laughs> they, they visited the Vatican while, while they were the there. The
2: museum. The museum. <laughs>
1: the museum, sorry. <laughs>
2: Let's not yes.
1: be a, a scandal yeah. here. Not, uh, <laughs> yes. Not in awe of what they were, yeah. <laughs> but just... Just to learn from it, okay? (laughs) So, you know, one of the most impressive things there, of course, is Michelangelo's paintings. But what some people don't know about, which I was one of them, was about Raffaello's tapestry. Mm. And these are the Pope's chambers, were used at the Pope's chambers, which are in intricacy and design. They say far more complicated than Raffaello's paintings. Because to make a tapestry, to make art out of tapestry, it requires... More, more thought than, than just painting something because mm. like
0: you're
2: weaving. Today. It's
1: yes, like, like pixelation, uh, you know? but, but they're huge. They're they're like, you know, the wall size, wall size tapestry. You know, yeah. and these were known as as the Pope's chambers. That's the Pope had these in in, in their chambers. Mm-hmm. So what God wants you us to know about this word is that there are two religious systems that are connected with, with this, and in in totally different contexts. And of course, one is the, the Babylonian religion, Acts 7, uh, Revelation 17 and 18. We know how that ends. Mm-hmm. It's an imitation of the real one, which is the virtuous woman in, in Proverbs 31. So just, just by looking up where does this word appear in the Bible, so when we go through this process of looking up every word, we have to follow this. It's not, we don't know this stuff. Mm-hmm. But as we're looking into how, how has God used these words, then we see that this particular word connects two religious systems that God warns us about. The whole book of Proverbs is about that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, how God connects them through this through this word, and we need to be wise enough to understand the difference between between the two. Mm-hmm. For unfortunately, most Christians today are not wise enough to understand that. Mm-hmm. So it's a word study that leads you to. Keep the consistency. Now, it may not be a big deal to someone who's translating the Bible. If they start with a text first, they're in Proverbs 7, they read that word and they come up with with a word for it. Mm -hmm. And in Proverbs 31, they may not even be aware that this is the only two places where God uses this word. And it's very important to use the same word because Mm -hmm. otherwise you will lose the connection. connection.
0: And if you just start in Genesis 1 and start translating,
1: it's very difficult. Like, I'm not saying I it's impossible. There, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible. Sure, sure. But it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. So if you believe that that God used his words particularly, mm-hmm. then why not start with that to begin yeah. with? Why not be purposeful to begin with? Mm-hmm. Because even you know, if you believe that and you start with a text word translation, it doesn't mean that you're not mindful for of that. Mm-hmm. It just makes it so much harder for you. Yeah. And you're going to repeat yourself over and over again, every everywhere in the text, where, mm-hmm. wherever you're translating, you have you will have to go back, if you're doing your due diligence, you will have to go back and see how you translated that word.
0: Yeah, Elsewhere right.
1: it appeared. So you are already doing this work anyway. Why not do that up front?
0: Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. And then, so as you guys are learning this stuff and studying the individual words, you're, you're building resources, you're building a Bible dictionary, and then something cool that you showed me is that you're... Cataloging different categories, and and really this again this comes from the the philosophy of how you study the Bible, and so people who would be in our circles who would study the Bible the same way. Um, this would be a really, really interesting uh, tool. And so is, we've already talked about this a little bit, but is this something, a a tool, I know you're translating the Albanian Bible, but you're translating from the English. So is this a tool that us English uh, speakers will be able to use to study the KJV at some point in the future?
1: So our, our, our goal, we, we never thought about it this way. We've had so many people ask for it. <laughs> you know, when will you make this available? Right, because it sounds we, like
0: a wonderful Bible study resource.
1: Yeah, we could use this. But our, our goal, we have a, a very uh, strict timeline with yes. the work that we're doing for the Albanian Bible. Mm-hmm. So we've said three and a half years. So we'll see three and a half to four years now to, mm-hmm. to getting that uh, finished. So we want to make everything available. And once we're finished with that, uh, if the Lord allows us to continue to make these available, whether it's for other translations, for other people mm-hmm. translating in different languages, or even in English, since we already have the tools Half built... Have the work done, yeah. Yes, in, into English, we can make it uh, available. So I, I can see that happening. Right now, our focus is to finish of course. this in, in Albania. Of course.
0: And it sounds like you're still basically on track, though, for your original you know, three, three, three to four year. Yeah,
1: that, um, that, that was an, an estimate... Thinking we haven't done this work before, but thinking <laughs> what is the least possible time somebody could possibly do this work? Sure. And so that's that's what we work. Yeah. That's what we started with. So I, I believe we're uh, maybe a couple months off because of my surgeries and the, and sure. the time that sure. was spent lost during that. Uh, but otherwise, we're I think we're we're on track. That's
0: awesome. Um, can you talk a little bit about the categories? Just because I that I think that's really fascinating, and I don't think of the resources that we may use in English to say the Bible, whether you're a Logos guy or you use eSort or Blue Letter Bible, one of those free softwares, I don't think we, we only have ways really to search keywords. Um, we don't really have ways, to, and, and even thematically, there, there's things for searching thematically. But you guys have, have done these categories connecting things, specifically the way that we study the Bible. Right. Um, t- talk a little bit about how you're, you're using that so that people can... Uh, connect those dots on their own in the future.
1: Sure. So w- when we talk about uh, Working at the word level mm-hmm. and not at the verse level, but we work through the words first our, our processes we look at each word We see where that word appears in the scripture how God has used it how he defines it We provide the dictionary definition and then we have about right now. We have about 400 categories of things the Bible speaks of mm-hmm. and so you You know we think it's as exhaustive as it can get. Mm-hmm. Somebody maybe can find a, a different category. But let's say you want to find, give me all the kings of the Old Testament that are Gentiles, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll, it'll give you a list of those. Give me all the types of the Antichrist in the mm-hmm. Bible. It'll, it'll give. Oh, that's you
0: right. You did say types as well. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah so one Christ, that I showed you Christ. is all all the uh, all the soldier. Soldier types that the Bible mentions. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're told to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. He has good But what, what does that mean practically yeah. for me? Well at a certain point in time? He may call you to be an archer
0: mm-hmm.
1: or or an armor armor bearer mm-hmm. Just hang out with this guy follow him and just you know support. Hand sword. Yeah, and <laughs> handle his, his sword Later on he may call you to be a captain or, or a general give me a list of all of these things so we're talking about getting at the granular level of each word, mm-hmm. putting those in in categories. So it's it's an amount it's a great amount of work, of sure. course, to do it this way. That's why we said that that the the most of most of the work goes up front mm-hmm. to do it this way. But at the end result, I, I believe what we get at the end result is is something that is really beneficial and practical to people who study. One of the things mm-hmm. people complain about when it comes to the scripture is I don't get anything out of it. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to study it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't find. So I think these are just some tools to help you put together stuff that you have never heard of. Yeah. Tell me all of the sounds that happen in heaven. <laughs> there was a noise that, were, that was yeah. heard in heaven. All, all the sounds that the Bible describes, right? Uh, that's going on in heaven or, or whatever else. Mm-hmm. If it's in the Bible, we have a category for it, <laughs> right? Well, even
0: what, what about like simple things like, uh, I'd, I'd like to see all the birds, that yes. God mentions in yeah, Scripture. Like, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that, yes. that's really cool because that, yes. you can do that with current resources, but it, it, it just takes longer. It's a few steps.
1: And Whereas if, you
0: can just tick a few boxes and then boom, here's correct, all the birds.
1: Correct. And usually with things like that, searches like that, they're not all in one place. Yes. You yes. may find one particular website that has uh, all, all the birds or all animals in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Then you want something else, That's not related to that at all. Well, you got to find another uh, website that talks about that. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, having them in all in one place, I think is is certainly beneficial.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's really cool. Sweet. Well, actually, I think we're at about an hour, so I think that's a good spot to end. Um, Anything else that you want to share? Just as far specifically, uh, we did a lot of talk just about the Bible and translation, and which was really fun and really cool. Um, anything specifically about the Albanian Bible Project that we that you just want to update on?
1: Just, just keep praying for us. Sure. There is, there is a spiritual battle. Uh, that That's that's the yeah. extent of what, what I can say. Yeah, so keep so praying. So keep, keep, keep praying for mm-hmm. the work, for wisdom, and for us. And health for both of you yes, as well. Yeah, exactly.
0: yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. That was fun. Thank we'll you. We'll check in again in like a year or so and see how you guys are doing. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed it. I, I I don't know about you, but personally, I could sit and listen to Arion and you both talk uh, for hours and hours about the stuff that they're learning. And Arion is truly one of my favorite Bible teachers of all time. The man is a scholar, a genuine genu- He would never consider himself that. But genuinely, he's he's a scholar and he knows the book. Maybe more than just about any other man that I know in my life. There's only a handful of guys in my life that, that know the book as well as Arione And um, man, he is just he's such a, a resource, but he's just an amazing man of God as well. He's a pastor. He's not a philosopher. He's a practitioner of what he believes and what he speaks. And so I'm I'm incredibly thankful for him and for his wife and the work that they're doing um, to translate the scriptures into their mother tongue, but also what they're doing to set up potentially more uh, Bible translations in other languages should the Lord tarry. And even hopefully, like like you heard there at the end, hopefully we'll be able to have some of these uh, resources for searching the scriptures and studying it uh, in English, too, in a couple years. That would be amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said before, I, I don't have any other episodes recorded right now. There won't be another one next Wednesday. Um, but make sure you've got your notifications turned on for this podcast so that when a new episode does become available, your phone will notify you, whether that's on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple, Apple, iTunes, whatever they call it, um, wherever you listen, just make sure you got your notifications turned on so that when we've got a new episode being released, you will be notified about it until then. I hope you guys have a great day and a great week. And man, let's just keep striving to work together, uh, to further the gospel and the great commission all around the world. Have a good one. God bless.